Hi, I'm Caleb Price, and you're listening to Relatable Thoughts. Did you know that what goes on in your mind is the reason for everything you experience in life? For your anxiety, for the money you make, your major, your relationships, reaching your goals, even the feelings you feel. So why is no one talking about it? As a college student, a Latter-day Saint, and a certified life coach, I'm speaking up and talking about our thoughts and teaching you how to manage your mind. Because the secret is, you aren't alone in what you think. Your thoughts are totally relatable. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another fantastic episode of Relatable Thoughts. I'm your host, Caleb Price, and we are talking about looking at yourself in the mirror and what that means. And believe me when I say you are going to want to listen to this episode, that this is something that I am so excited to share with you and how it has impacted my life already so much and how it's something that I really felt like y'all needed to hear. I had a different plan for tonight. But the more I thought about it, the more I was just like, I just really want to talk about this because I really feel like it could change some lives, okay? So obviously, you kind of know what I'm talking about already when it comes down to looking at yourself in the mirror, meaning you see yourself when you walk into the bathroom or your bedroom or wherever your mirror is. Maybe you have one of those fancy closets. Maybe you have one of those mirrors on both sides so you can do that cool, like, I don't know going out into infinity effect. I don't know, maybe. (laughs) Wherever you are with mirrors, mirrors reflect you. They reflect the image. In fact, actually, there's a lot of cool science and um, physics behind optics and how like light reflects off of it and back into your eye and um, a lot of cool tricks and stuff that are possible with it, but that's not what we're getting into today. Really, we're just keeping this nice and simple in that we're just talking about looking at yourself and what that means. How do you feel when you walk into the bathroom or the bedroom and you see yourself? Most of the time you might be in a rush. You might even not even really notice. Sometimes it might be like me and I don't know, you like watch a scary movie and then when you go into the bathroom, you're kind of scared by your own reflection or you're always like looking in the mirror because you're like something's going to jump out at you. (laughs) But most of the time... Um, I honestly wonder and ask you, what do you think about? What do you see when you look at yourself in the mirror? Because I honestly believe that looking at yourself, yes, does give you a physical reflection, but in fact is also a metaphorical reflection of the relationship that you have with yourself. Now, what do I mean by this relationship with yourself? I'm talking about how do you feel about you? I know sometimes maybe in the life coaching world or just in social media or in the world that which you're living, maybe this is only for me. It probably is really only for me. But sometimes the idea of self-love and self-image and all this stuff kind of gets thrown around as either buzzwords or things that are kind of just silly or not kind of meaningless. Like, yeah, they're there, but like it's not going to really do you any good. Maybe that's just what my brain tells me, and most likely it is what it tells me. But I'm here to talk to you and say that your relationship with yourself, how you feel about yourself, has in fact the greatest impact upon your life. Think about it. You're going through life, you know, you're probably a student or you're at work or something like that. 
you know, you wake up, like, what is that like? Yeah, it's sensation. Like, you wake up and you just are like, oh, I am me. Sometimes for me, like this morning, I was kind of delirious because last night I had this crazy nightmare about the zombie apocalypse. And I was like, that was so super real. And I wake up and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm alive, thankfully. <laughs> and I, I'm like, okay, well, I got to get on with my day. And it's kind of, you know, I finally get going and I'm kind of just moving around subconsciously. I'm getting ready for the gym, but then I get in the car and as I'm driving there, there's not much to, you know, think about on getting there. It's just, it's dark and it's cold and I'm just getting there. Maybe I'm listening to something, but for the most part, it might just be me. What am I doing with me? How do I feel about me in that situation? And then I'm at work. And yeah, I'm talking to people and I'm taking care of things and I'm working on problems. But at the same time, there are moments when I'm just like, okay, it's me. What am I thinking about? What am I doing? How do I feel about me in this situation? And then I'm doing social stuff or I'm, you know, at home alone or I'm just cooking or just like what I'm getting at is that you are with yourself the whole time. You are always going to be with you. And that seems super obvious. It is entirely obvious. Obviously, you're probably like, Caleb, I'm always with me. Yes. What I'm trying to say is that you are always with you, yet you are ignoring how you feel about yourself all the time. And you think that the feeling that you have when it comes to either frustration, discontent, shame, and all that is just because of other things outside of you in life. That the reason that, you know, you're not feeling as good about yourself is because, oh, I'm not as rich as these people, or I'm not as successful as these people, I'm not as thoughtful as these people, I'm not as kind as these people, I don't have a body like that kind of person, I'm just not good enough for that kind of relationship, I can't get those grades, like, I'm just not that kind of person, I'm not athletic, I'm not healthy, I can't, you know, I can't help myself when there are desserts and stuff. You have all these stipulations about yourself and your life. Like that's just how the way the world works. That's oh, that's just social media. Like, well, I it is what it is. Like all these ways to just kind of accept and surrender to the life around you and just saying, well, that's the way it is. Meanwhile, being kind of discontent and meanwhile, maybe wondering there can be more, can't there? And what I'm here to tell you is there can. And the secret is it's always been in front of you. It is how do you feel about yourself? Because you genuinely can have a relationship with yourself. When it comes down to, you know, how you operate as a person, as a human being, we could divide it up, you know, left brain, right brain, your heart, your soul, your mind, your body, all these different things. But the way I'm going to just talk about it today is that you have an active mind and a passive mind. You have a conscious persona and a subconscious persona, each with two very different goals. Your subconscious or your primitive um, is looking to protect, is looking to satisfy need, is looking to seek after pleasure and conserve your energy and keep you alive and do all of the alive things which is why it's so tied to your emotions because your emotions get you to do things. Your conscious side of you is your thinking side, is your logical, hey, I'm making this decision for the future because, and which is able to override the emotional side because it is able to predict and understand and know that the, there will be things that are of far greater value to you. 
You sacrifice this time in college because there will be a greater value of getting a degree at the end of it. You sacrifice your time at work because you get the greater value of money um, at the end of it to do to use however you want. You sacrifice the time in a relationship and the money in that to you know get the satisfaction of having love and feeling loved. Um, you make those conscious choices um, even though there's a part of you that is kind of maybe angry <laughs> or uh, upset or I can't really handle those things. And so sometimes that subconscious part of you gets to the point where it is quite negative and quite judgy and quite critical because it's doing everything in your power to protect you, to preserve your emotional state, to do what it thinks is best, yet at the cost of your own self-esteem. And the logical side of your brain can't really get a grasp of it. It doesn't really know how to deal with it because you think, I should just feel better. And so it likes to look for reasons. You start to look for reasons outside of you. You start to put blame upon other people. But pretty soon, like most of us, I think around this age, you begin to recognize your brain, at least, makes the kind of choice that, oh, I guess I'm the problem here. I'm the common denominator in all these things. There must be something wrong with me. And it's so easy to think that. It is, in fact, quite natural and normal to think that. Yet a lot of us, I think all of us, think that it's wrong to think that, to believe that, that we are wrong for doing that, that there must be something wrong with us, and it's bad. If you've been listening to me for a while, you know it's not bad. It's entirely normal. It's just we haven't made any concrete work on developing a positive self-image. A lot of us think it should just happen naturally. Like we're just human beings and so we should just have evolved to just always have like just a killer self-image that we should just love ourselves inherently. And while I believe that power is inherent to us, our bodies and brains aren't programmed for that. They're programmed to protect. And let me tell you, in the animal kingdom, love doesn't get you very far. It actually probably gets you hurt a lot more than helped. Um, but we don't live in that world. We want a better world. And that better world requires actively creating a self-image of love. Okay? And so this is where the exercise of the mirror comes in, is what happens when you look at yourself in the mirror? What thoughts come up about yourself, about your body, about your appearance, about your mind, about your intelligence, about your status, about, you know, where you're living and, and who the people you're associated with, your family, your friends, your past and history, your romantic status, your, you know, where you're at in life, even just your age, everything that you think about, where you fall into all of it, ask yourself. What do you think about yourself? Who do you see when you look into the mirror? Do you see someone that is on your side or do you see someone who's kind of against yourself? Because like I was getting on with the example of just going about our day, sometimes with this idea of going about our day, it's like having a roommate that we never usually see. We know is present in our life, but we kind of are just always on the wrong schedule but we're getting the effect of them. We're seeing their dirty dishes everywhere. They're leaving their clothes everywhere. And we're just getting mad 
and mad and worse, you know, more peeved, more mad at them, more frustrated and thinking that they shouldn't be the way that they are, which makes us only feel worse. Yet we can't do anything about it because we aren't talking to them. We aren't looking at them. We aren't recognizing that they are there inside of us. And so this exercise of looking at yourself in the mirror is actually sitting down and having that conversation with that roommate, seeing who they are, what they're like. And the secret is accepting yourself rather than beating yourself up. I know you've probably heard this before. I know this sounds like I'm a broken record, but I'm telling you acceptance is the way. That when you look at yourself in the mirror, I want you to embrace all that you're thinking, all that negativity, all the things that you can think about that you've either thought about yourself or that you are currently thinking about yourself and telling yourself it's okay to feel that way. It's okay to be the way that you are, that you are good, that you are okay that you are exactly where you are supposed to be. And if you are able to communicate with yourself that with yourself, you can transmit love to yourself, maybe for the first time, and see what kind of an impact that has upon your life. Because a killer self-image can bless every aspect of your life. One, you can't be stopped with self-image, with an image about yourself that you just love and that you're always there with because nothing that can really stop you. Nothing can thwart you. If you are always on your side, nothing else can be, nothing else can stop you that's against you. When you get rejected from a date, you're like, okay, yes, that's allowed to hurt. But at the same time, I love me. I also believe firmly that things are going to work out for me. I know that Maybe there's some things I can reflect on about this experience, but overall, I feel good about myself. I love the kind of person that I've become, and so I'm just going to move on. I'm going to go find the next kind of person, the person that wants to be with me because I want to be with me. I know someone wants to be with me because I want to be with me. You can have peace no matter what because even when your emotions are going to go up and down, you can look at yourself in the mirror and be like, I am still here. Yes, the day is crazy. Yes, we're struggling with these sorts of things, but I am here and I see you and I'm supporting you. When no one is there to support you, you are there to support yourself. You can feel exactly the way you've been wanting to this whole time in your life because I imagine you probably felt lonely. You've been probably lonely maybe for the first time being away from home. And it's hard when you're trying to fill the void with, you know, Netflix and social media or even just going out with friends and then ending the day and then feeling kind of empty, even though you were with your friends because you don't know how you feel about yourself. You don't, you're not able to look at yourself and say, man, I love our life. I love looking at you. I love seeing you. And this is the conversation that we want to be having in the mirror. Now, it's not always going to be like this. We're not always just going to be chipper and want to see us. But all I can say is that ever since moving out on my own here um, for my job um, recently after graduation, I've been able to look at myself in the mirror and I tell myself every day, hey, I love you. And I give myself a smile 
and I've started to also add things. I tell myself and, you know, the thing attributes that I love about myself and I explain to myself, yeah, I'm capable, I'm confident, I'm strong, I'm doing all these good things. And it rotates. I try to think of compliments to give myself and push myself when it's uncomfortable. And it is proved to be a world of difference. I feel the best I ever have about myself and that has contributed to so many other things in my life. And it's all begun with just looking at myself in the mirror. There's no right way or wrong way to go about this exercise. I just recommend you take at least a minute to just look at yourself and see yourself, maybe for the first time. And if you struggle with looking at yourself, maybe think about yourself as if you were looking at a friend, a good friend of yours, maybe someone who struggled in the past, maybe someone who just is really vulnerable and wanted to share kind of the hard things that they were going through, how would you talk to that person? And then talk to yourself that way. I know you probably aren't going to feel very good doing this exercise. I know that's going to be one of the objections. You're like, this doesn't sound very comfortable. I can't do that sort of thing. Like, it's just this kind of awkward. I'm like, yeah, of course it's awkward. I told you, I didn't, didn't say it wasn't going to be awkward. I didn't say it wasn't going to be hard just because it's a good thing for you and it might change your life. It doesn't mean it's going to feel good. Like I still don't want to eat broccoli yet. I know it's good for me. In fact, I know I need to eat more vegetables. Like my brain is just like, Oh, Girl Scout cookies. Like, let's go buy that. And I'm like, well, I'm in my twenties. I get to live my own life. Sure. And let me tell you, you don't feel very good doing that just kind of going on the whims of your brain without thinking ahead a little bit. And that's what's gotten away a lot of, for a lot of us when it comes to our self-image. We think it's something that we should have just always had and it should just always last when in fact it is something that must be built day upon day, week upon week for years to come. It is something that can't really ever be stopped if it's something that you want to get stronger every single day, you know, just like working out, just like running, just like really anything when it comes to our intelligence, anything we want to keep in life, any skill or talent. It's something that must be worked on every day. And finally, I just really want to address the issue that a lot of you will probably think about this and then wonder, well, the thing is, I don't want to accept these things about myself because I want to change. Like, I don't want to be a procrastinator. I don't want to think I'm lazy. I want to be a hard worker. Or I, you know, I do want to change when it comes to my dating habits or, you know, when it comes to my social media habits or pornography or when it comes to just, like, waking up early. Like, I want to change. Like, if I accept these things about myself, then I won't change. And that... It's just not the truth. The truth is acceptance is what brings change. I promise you, all you have to do is try it. So try this exercise. Try being able to look at yourself and accept all of yourself and see how you feel about yourself. See the difference that that makes for your life. See the difference that that makes for doing the things that you desire to do with your life. Because as I've said before, the fuel of your life matters far more than even really the intention behind it. If you're not 
fueling yourself with love and you're fueling yourself with hate, you're going to get not as far in life as you would if you fueled yourself with acceptance and love. And that's the purpose of this exercise in the mirror is that you can't, when you look at yourself in the mirror, you can't walk away from yourself. You can't run away. You can't distract yourself. This is purposeful, meaningful, uncomfortable change, uncomfortable awareness, uncomfortable just looking and seeing and observation and embracing all of you entirely. Because if you're not able to look at yourself, then you're not able to live with yourself. And that's not to say, you know, it's kind of an extreme statement. I don't want it to mean anything wrong with you in any case, because I think a lot of us, in fact, most of the world lives like this. We're not able to look at yourself because we're so often running away from these things or thinking that other things are going to satisfy us, going to complete us in the ways that we want when it's kind of staring right back at us when we look in the mirror. It's us. When you're able to build a relationship with you, a strong relationship with you, a relationship where you're able to look at yourself without hating yourself or without, you know, beating yourself up and, and not even that extreme or just like disliking yourself or thinking that things are not as they should be or that people are better than you or comparing yourself. All these things that, yes, we are all guilty of to some degree. I promise you, if you want some change in that aspect of your life, it's going to come from building your self-image, building that confidence within yourself by looking at yourself, practicing self-acceptance, practicing complimenting yourself, and just doing that every day. And pretty soon you will discover the difference. Okay, my friends, uh, that's what I got to share with you. It's something that I've been working on with my clients right now. I have been really enjoying this work that I've been doing with them so much so that I'm actually full with the amount of clients that I take on usually. Uh, but I really wanted to share this thing with you. And if it's something that you feel like, hey, I want some more practice. Hey, I really want to understand this concept more deeply. Like, how can I get this down? Like, how can I embrace this discomfort of looking at myself in the mirror or communicating to myself? How do I go about building a relationship with myself? That's what I do in these free 30-minute calls. It's basically an evaluation of where your confidence is, how you feel about yourself, diagnosing your self-image in this relationship with yourself, and helping you see where you might want to focus on a thing or two and how your brain is getting in the way of it. How Maybe a couple things that you're not seeing because as a coach, I try to my best to be a mirror to what you are going through to be able to show you what it is that you want and the changes that you desire when it comes to a relationship with yourself, okay? So sign up for that free call if that is something that you really want. I just think it's something that can really make a difference in your life and relieve you of some burden. Um, but with that, I leave you till next week when we're going to have another great episode. And I hope that you can make this week amazing. Go and look at yourself in the mirror and tell me what happens, okay? Good luck out there. Love you guys and see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you want to personally see how what I talk about can change your life forever, sign up for your free coaching call today. Special shout out to Garrett Waite for signing up for a free call. We were able to clean up his overthinking and help him feel a whole lot better. 
You are awesome. And to everyone else, keep it spicy.